Welcome to Behind the Boss Lady podcast, a sacred space where each week I share with you a look into what it really takes to run a soul-led business in today's modern world by giving you a look behind the boss lady with solo casts from me and interviews from guest experts. We share a whole lot of wisdom, strength, a little woo, and lots of love as we go all in on business coaching and personal mastery, helping you develop the highest version of yourself and step into your power to let your light shine. There is nothing that is too much, there is no truth too real, and there is never a topic that we won't touch when teaching you how to stay in alignment when things get messy. I'm Shelby, your host, solopreneur, and CEO of the Boss Lady Agency, a business coaching company dedicated to helping women just like you answer their soul's calling. You have the power within you to transform your mind, body, soul, and business to create the life of your dreams. Now let's dive in. Welcome to episode 17 of Behind the Boss Lady podcast. Today we are talking with Nicole. She's a 26-year-old social media agency owner who works with small businesses and startups to grow and convert their audience using organic social strategies. And today we are going to be talking with her all about how small businesses and startups can create a strong social media strategy. And Nicole is even sharing with us five social media tips from the CEO herself who grew her own business all on Instagram. Thank you so much for being here today, Nicole. I am really, really excited to hear more about your own entrepreneurial journey and how you got started with Thrive Collective Co. But first, before we dive into that, I am going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself to our listeners today. Yes. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. But yeah, I would love to talk a little bit about how I got started and where I'm at now. Um, So I actually got my start um, kind of happened because of COVID. Like I know a lot of people. Um, so I was laid off due to COVID right at the very beginning. Um, parts of it last March, 2020. Um, and I, had, you know, been dabbling with the idea of starting a business and kind of playing around with it in my mind for a little while before that, but I hadn't really created anything yet. There was nothing concrete put in place. Um, I didn't have a plan or anything like that really ready to go. And so even though, uh, you know, I didn't have anything kind of established or set in place, I really used COVID as my, as a sign basically to be like, you know what, like there's really no security here. Like, you know, I think this is really just a sign for me to take that leap and take that step and really just start taking action towards creating something that I really love and really want to be doing. And so I have gone through a few kind of shifts and pivots because I didn't really have anything established or set in place. I kind of was um, learning as I went along. So in the beginning, I actually did a little bit, um, started a little bit in the confidence coaching area space, just because I've always loved psychology. I actually got my minor in psychology. And so I started with that and realized that, you know, I didn't, it kind of felt a little bit more of like therapy to me. And I didn't really necessarily want to do that. And so I shifted more into business coaching because I um, come from more of the business world anyways. And now that I had a little bit of experience building up my own business, I felt that that was something that could transfer over. And so um, 
I, I worked at media agencies and I worked at a startup in the past, uh, working really on their sales, their marketing, business development. So I kind of had a little bit of experience um, really seeing what a small business looks like and operates like. And then I kind of had my own thing with the confidence coaching. So I really realized though, like as I was doing that, that I loved the business side of things. And I really wanted to help people with that. So shifted into the business coaching. And then from there, that's really where I was like, oh, I actually really love the strategy side of things. I really enjoy the tactics and really digging a lot deeper into other people's businesses to figure out what strategies are going to work for them. And, you know, with coaching, you don't really get to um, dive deeper into people's businesses. It's very much like you're guiding people, you're helping them along, but they're doing all of the work still. Um, so I wanted to be more a part of people's businesses and actually have a little bit more of an impact. And social media is, is really the way that I grew my business completely. I didn't have network. I didn't use, a, I didn't even have a website for a while. So social media was really the way that I grew my business. So I felt very confident that that was something that I could strategically help people with. And that's really how I got started and came to now having my social media agency because um, I really wanted to dive more into that side of things. Um, so yeah, so now we're here and I have my social media agency with um, the education side of my business still. So I don't do coaching, but I do um, still offer some resources, courses, things for emerging entrepreneurs who are starting their own online business. Wow. Okay. I love <laughs> that because you could have with all of the things that happened with COVID just, you know, threw your hands up and been like, you know what, it is what it is. But mm -hmm. rather than doing that, you took this as an opportunity to create something for yourself. And I think that that is one of the best things that you can do, especially which makes sense of why you hopped first into the confidence coaching, because clearly you're a very confident person. You have <laughs> that mindset for success. Mm -hmm. And so you set yourself up for success to create something for yourself so that you could always make sure that you were covered, right? Give yourself that security. Yeah. And I think that that is so special. And it's something that entrepreneurs, that's what we kind of look for, right? We realize that there's, there's something that is lacking within the normal, like nine to five world that we mm -hmm. ourselves want to create, which is why, you know, they're security, freedom, things like that are such big words in the entrepreneurship world. And so as you've gone on at this journey, and you've allowed yourself to pivot rather than feeling like, okay, this, I, I started with this and this is all that I can be. Mm -hmm. As you were going through that pivot, what changed within your own personal social media strategy that allowed you to confidently pivot yourself through each of these businesses to now land where you are? Yes. Good question. So uh, actually with the confidence coaching to the business coaching, that was, I did completely different um, social media accounts for that. Um, the goals were just very, very different. I actually um, was working with my mom too in the confidence coaching space because she's a therapist. So the business coaching to me was super separate and I really wanted to establish my own brand as well. Just me, myself. So that was a completely different social media account, which I mean, does play into the strategy. I could have shifted the confidence coaching one to the business account, but I felt that the audiences were so, so different and had such different um, desires and problems and things that they were looking for that it didn't make sense to shift that account into, into the business coaching account. So I started clean with the business coaching account 
And then what I, you know, even with throughout business coaching, I had shifts within because, you know, as a business coach, even too, you have to kind of find like, what's the area of expertise that you have? Like some people are sales experts. Some people are marketing experts. Some people talk more about the mindset side of things. And I, I kind of went through my own iteration within that too. So I did start off probably more around the, the mindset side of things. And then I really like I said, really enjoyed more of the strategy. So I started shifting more to that and then more shifting to the social media agency side of things. But what I did was I knew that I wanted to, you know, I didn't want to do like a, a cut and dry, like quick split of like, okay, now I'm a social media agency. I did want to feed it into people because the audience that I have, the audience that I have with my business coaching is still similar to the audience that I'm going to have um, with the social media agency, there might be slight differences, but because I'm keeping that education side too, I didn't need to completely, you know, start from scratch again. So what I did is I kind of set like a four to six week plan uh, and mapped out my content. Okay. I was going to say more like, okay, I'm going to slowly start feeding in more of the, the social media content, the social media value and education. And so at the beginning of the six, four to six weeks, I would only do one or two posts on it. And then by the middle, I was more up to like three or four. And then by the end, I had now completely shifted and pivoted mm. to just like social media um, agency style content. So I did do it in steps. And uh, it was, you know, because the my, my audience wasn't used to seeing all of that complete just social media stuff for me. So I did have to help them transition as well along with me. So that was the, the kind of mindset that I went in with it and the strategy that I used to approach that which totally makes sense, right? Be, instead of shocking your audience and then being like, wait, who is this? Because I thought I was following Nicole, <laughs> who was a business coach, who was doing these things. Now what's going on? I think that's yeah. an amazing strategy and something that a lot of people can keep in mind because there are these moments where every business has to pivot. You know, you as individuals, as entrepreneurs, we're always growing, right? We're constantly yep. shifting. And so our businesses grow and shift with us because as we are learning new things, as our expertise expands and grows and we find really what we are great at and what we can really help people with, that shifts. But sometimes it can it can feel a little scary because you're like, okay, well, I have to just step out with this right away or else mm -hmm. like I have to go 100% all in or nobody's going to understand what it is. But having that process of working it in slowly really allows you to kind of shine and show that expertise in an even more like drastic way while feeding your audience amazing content. Exactly. Yeah. And I think you can bring your audience along with your journey. And I think exactly what you said, like the thing is, you know, you don't know what you're great at or what you're really going to enjoy until you actually really do it. And so as entrepreneurs, like you have, you, I don't know anyone who's like started with their business and it's the exact same way that it was as when they started, like you're going to be changing, you're going to be growing. And that's just a part of being an entrepreneur, especially if you are more of a personal brand, if you are a solo entrepreneur with your own, you know, just you behind the business, of course, it's going to change. And of course, it's going to evolve as you figure out to what you like to do. And you know, yeah, my interests are not the same as they were five years ago. So it's always going to be changing, I think, and evolving. And that should be something that people aren't like scared to talk about or scared to do. It's more like, it's just bring your audience along with you. Mm -hmm. Now, I have an interesting question to ask you, because you said that your background is in psychology. And now stepping into social media strategy, have you been able to kind of connect the dots of how 
you can kind of bring your, your psychology background into kind of knowing and understanding maybe the person on a deeper level of what will work best for them with the strategies that you create? Yeah, I definitely think it plays an impact. And I think in general, psychology plays a huge, huge part of marketing and social media is just pretty much marketing. Like that's just a form, you know, with, that's how I like to approach it too. Like social media is is part of your marketing plan. And so psychology plays such a huge part into that because you do have to understand not only the surface level, like what people are wanting, but you have to understand a little bit more deeper than that. Like, what is this actually, what's the root cause of like why people have this problem or why they're looking for this specific transformation. And sometimes people don't even know either. You have to kind of even dig deeper than like some um, of your consumers are probably even digging within themselves, but you still, as long as you understand the person and what they're what their deeper desires are, what's underneath. You kind of have to do that digging for them and it'll still connect with them, even if they maybe, maybe more on a subconscious level for them, because they might have not done that own their own digging on it. But yes, I think it completely relates. I think it completely um, understanding people and understanding like psychology of why people do certain things um, really does help not only social media, but your marketing in general. Yeah, totally makes sense. And as you've gone through all of these shifts and you've really kind of found now your area of expertise and how you're able to really connect with people and see those deeper parts of themselves that they haven't yet, what would you say is something that you have come up against as like a challenge over the past year as you've done this pivoting and shifting and now found this space that you are thriving in? Yeah, I mean, I think um, some of the biggest challenges are honestly just within um, kind of how I view myself, because I think, you know, when you're in, you know, I, I thought I was good at personal development. I always was looking to, you know, grow and evolve. And I was very into all of that, like all along. But truthfully, until you're kind of a business owner and you and you have to kind of put yourself out there a little bit more, you don't really realize how um, maybe there are insecurities that you have that really just haven't been uncovered because you haven't had to really put yourself out there. And like, especially as a coach or even now as a social media agency owner, like you're, you're selling yourself kind of like people have to buy into you. And so there definitely have been some insecurities that have come up, imposter syndrome, things like that, that most, I think entrepreneurs deal with, um, that come up just because you're now putting yourself out there a little bit in a different way than you don't have to do when you're at a nine to five job. So just kind of dealing with any of those insecurities that have kind of now been uncovered that were probably there all along that just hadn't really been brought to the surface because they didn't really represent need to be represented in my day-to-day life, but really just uncovering um, those insecurities and understanding where they, where they come from and then how to move past them and how to get over them so that I can show up the best in my business for my clients. Okay. That is absolutely <laughs> incredible that you said that because I think that a lot of us in this world, we don't want to actually confess that as business owners, we had to go through this process of uncovering our insecurities and dealing with them head on. And that's a lot of the work that I do with my clients. It's like, it all starts with the mindset and the development and getting yourself to that space of really calling in like your higher self and ridding yourself of the past insecurities, ridding yourself of the fears, because as you're growing and as you're working your business, those little things will just randomly pop up. And yes. if you start to feel resistance towards things, you're like, why am I feeling this? 
I, I don't know. I don't want to do that. I know that's part of my business growth strategy, but I don't want to do it. And then you yep. peel back the layers and you really understand that it's something that might've happened in middle school where you felt like you were judged because you did something and you got made fun of by kids or called out by a teacher or whatever it may be. And now you have this buried insecurity and this fear within you that has held you back. And now you don't want to do said thing for that specific reason. And it's like, we don't, it's hard for us to want to confess those things because as business owners, you want to like seem like you're, you have it all together, right? When in reality, half the days we don't have our shit together and we're really just trying to figure it out. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's the thing too. Like everyone is dealing with it too. There's no one out there who doesn't have those insecurities, doesn't have like good days and bad days. Like it's going to happen to everybody. And it is, I think something important to talk about. I think people are getting better about being open to it and talking about it, but yes, I think it still um, does need to be brought up more and does need to be um, part of like every business owner's kind of regular talking, like whenever they do show up and portray themselves, it should be part of that. Yeah, totally. And I think that that leads us into a great topic of those five tips that you can give to business owners of how they can grow on social media. Yes. So I have five really specific tips. I think that will, you know, especially as they're, I guess I would say more tailored to someone who has a personal brand, um, who's someone who, which I assume is most of your audience, like, you know, the solo entrepreneur. Um, but I'll go, I'll go ahead and share the five. So Uh, I'll give them the top level and then I can dive deeper into each, but it's building relationships, sharing your story, being yourself, actually selling, and then optimizing your social profiles. So number one with building relationships, um, there is a reason I put this like first on the list because it really is very important because business truthfully, especially as a service, you know, if you're in a service-based business, it's all about the relationships you build and the network you have. So if people don't really feel comfortable with you, if they don't trust you, they're not going to buy from you, especially again, as I said, as a service-based business, when they're really buying into you. Um, So I recommend really viewing social media, almost like you're at a networking event. So even if someone isn't necessarily a potential client, the potential to the connections that you make can really ultimately lead to so many different opportunities. And so I think it's, you know, don't just show up on social media and just like post things and like shoot things out at people in one direction. It should be very much a two-way street. Um, Don't just like sit there and wait for people to come to you and just post um, kind of passively. You really want to be an active participant who provides that value, but also connects with people and serve those people that can really use your help. So whether that means, you know, I definitely think like DM conversations is a great place, but putting out stories too that, you know, engage people that opens up those doors for communication and conversation. That's always going to be number one of what I say to kind of really use social media for, especially as a business owner. Mm -hmm. And then next sharing your story. So people really connect with stories. That is also kind of a little bit about marketing as well. Like marketing is kind of more storytelling um, and especially ones that they can actually relate to. So truthfully, like I said, marketing does come down to storytelling and 
you're not necessarily really selling a product or a service. You're really selling someone a story, this transformation, like their, their new life kind of, you're not necessarily selling them just this service or this product. So when it comes to your business, I think sharing your story can be extremely powerful and provide a really great connection point between you and your audience, something that they can relate to, that they can grasp onto, that they can really be like, oh, she understands what it's like to be in my shoes. She knows um, what it's like to be where I am. And it builds just like that no like, and trusts factor so much more. Mm-hmm. And those so two definitely, kind, yeah. And those two kind of go together, right? Because as you're sharing your story and you're really being vulnerable and authentic and you're allowing people to see that you're a normal human being, you're not just here to sell them all the time. You're wanting to create those relationships, right? So those two kind of like come together and really play well off of each other because yeah. you're able to you're able to shine as the expert while also being a real person, letting people know like, hey, I, I want to have just conversations too. I want to know how you're doing, what's going on, be in your life and all those things. Exactly. Yeah. You can't you can't build that like relationship with people without really being open and vulnerable and sharing those sides of you too. And like, you know, the story doesn't have to be something, you know, make it obviously very genuine to you and like what you've gone through, but it should be your brand story that really got you to where you are, that, that is relatable as well. And then also it kind of ties into, again, a little bit of what you said about being authentic and open and vulnerable, but my next tip is being yourself. So it does go along with those two as well, but you do want to be honest and authentic and it might sound kind of obvious, but I think it's really easy to get wrapped up in what other people are doing and trying to emulate, emulate them and say, okay, this is working for this person. So now I'm going to try it, even if it doesn't really necessarily align with you or um, feel like it's truthful to you. So I think it's very easy as a business owner, especially with on social media to get wrapped up in that. So that's why I kind of included in here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not to say that you can't take a look at what other people are doing to see, you know, you want to, there are people out there that you want to kind of take a look at what worked for them, what others who came before you have done and what, and what didn't work for them and what did work for them. But ultimately I think taking all of that with a grain of salt, putting it kind of through your perspective, your lens, filtering it through yourself and then deciding, okay, does this make sense for me? And how can I tweak it to align more with me and show more of myself and um, make it my own? So it's, I think one of the best things to, to allow you to stand out from competitors, because there are so many people out there who offer similar types of things. You know, we're all, there's a ton of coaches out there. There's a ton of service providers out there, but really when you're yourself, that, that makes you automatically stand out among competitors. So mm-hmm. capitalizing on whatever it is like your unique qualities and abilities are that set you apart, just really showcasing that allows you to um, kind of differentiate yourself without even having to really do anything. Yeah, and it's that, I know that that's something that a lot of people come up against is that like comparison syndrome and looking at said competition when, I tell my clients in reality, none of us have competition because we're all our own being. It's Mm -hmm. how we show up as ourselves. And so somebody that's dealing with that though, because that's something that's huge when you first step into business is looking at everybody else and comparing yourself. Like, oh, well, I have to act like that. I have to talk like that. I have to do things Mm -hmm. that way. So what would you suggest as like an extra little juicy tip here to help somebody step away 
from that comparison syndrome and just really allow themselves to be themselves. Yeah. I mean, number one thing, and this is something that I still do. And like, you know, I kind of go back and forth depending on really where I feel I'm at in my business. Like, you know, sometimes your imposter syndrome is more elevated than at other times. Um, but I honestly, I mute a lot of those accounts. I, I don't want to unfollow them because I still want to understand what other people are up to within the space. I think it's important to still know what the trends are, what the direction the industry you're in is heading and everything. But I really just like to mute those accounts because again, I don't trust myself to necessarily just like not look at whatever it is they're posting. So if you mute them, it really does help to um, kind of put them to the back burner of your mind. And you can really now focus on the things, focus on the enjoyable content too, that you really like that doesn't make you compare yourself. It's just something that like, yeah, you're actually on social media to maybe enjoy something or get entertained or whatever, but you're not now having that extra added layer of, oh, let's see what this, what this person's posting today. And then of course, comparing yourself. So muting accounts has been amazing for me. <laughs> I love doing it. And I think it really helps you to stop that constant, like questioning in your head. I couldn't agree more. Yes. Um, okay. Yes. So then the fourth tip. So this is something I think that's really prevalent too, um, especially as service providers, people who are beginning in their businesses too, specifically, but actually selling. And again, this can again be probably very obvious, but there are so many people out there, like I said, especially in the service space that you can't even tell what it is they are actually selling or what they have to offer. It's not really clear who they're targeting, who they help, what they can actually help you with. And they're not talking enough about what they actually have to offer to get their audience familiar with them and what they do. And so that is another really important factor too. Like some people, you know, you feel like you're, you're saying it too much or you feel like you're selling too much or talking about your offer too much, but truthfully people need to see, I know there's like a statistic out there who knows if it's right, but I think it's like seven to 20 times someone has to hear about your offer before they even like consider buying it. And because it's so saturated, because people are getting flooded with things so much, especially on social media, you do have to talk about what it is you offer like every single day, like all the time. It doesn't have to be super direct, straightforward every single day. Like, you know, come up with more creative ways to talk about it, but just make sure that it's very, very clear and obvious what you do so that there's no question in people's mind, because any question means that people are not, they're out, they're already out. Like if they don't know, if they have to think about it, they're already out. So just making it blatantly obvious and clear what you do and who you help and actually talking about the offers that you have on a daily basis will be, is I think super important too. Mm -hmm. And then the last tip is just optimizing your pages. So this again, kind of goes along with the, the selling part, just because I talked a little bit about um, being very clear about what you do and who you help. So this goes along with your bio and just the, your social profiles in general. So whether you're on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, your bio is like the first thing that people see. So that has to be super consistent and clear across the board. And again, it has to be really obvious what you do from the very first seconds that people land on your page. So people, like I said, have very short attention spans. They're getting bombarded with things all the time and they're not going to sit there on your page and take the time to like go through your posts and go through everything to figure out, oh, should I follow this person or not? They want to know right away from landing on your page, like, oh, this is someone that I, it, she's speaking to directly to me, so I'm going to follow her. So they're not going to take that time to go through to decide whether to follow you or not. It needs to be very obvious and clear right off the bat, like, they're the person that you want to follow. Like you're attracting the right people to you. And so 
what I say, what that look actually looks like is just be beyond your bio even, and just like the initial kind of look and feel of your page, like the branding of your page, your content should also, I like to say, be bingeable. So when new people do land on your page, there's a variety of content that, you know, people like to consume content in different ways. Some people like to repost, some people like to watch stories, some people like to watch IGTV, you know, like videos. So you want to have a variety of content for all the different types of people who, who consumed content in different ways. Um, you want to have a lot of that on your page so people can, they stay on your page for a longer time and they can build that know, like, and trust factor so much faster. And also it keeps them coming back for more. So if they see one video of yours that was like five minutes long, they really liked it. They're going to be more likely to now start and watch all of your other videos. And that, that just builds up that trust factor so much faster. So making sure that there is that variety of content that is very targeted towards your audience and is speaking directly to them. Um, but making sure you have that on your profiles as well. Love it. Now, you just said something that sparked a question to me. You said, if they watch a five minute video of yours, so say like IGTV. Now, as a social media strategy expert, have you noticed the different trends as far as what people are consuming? You know, if it is those really bite-sized versions of IGTVs or are they sitting there? Because I know I've seen videos where people are like hour, hour and a half. And for me personally, that's really hard for me to sit there <laughs> and watch. So what yes. would you say for somebody that is working on their social media strategy, as far as those type of videos, how should they create them so that people are actually like, okay, that was great. I need to watch more. Yes. So I think the, the key thing here is there's going to be different people in your audience at different stages of where they, how much they know you. So you want to kind of create content for each of those groups of people. So when I see like those hour, hour and a half long videos, those are for like your super fans. Those are for the people who like already have seen all your other stuff. They know that they, everything that you say, they relate to, they get value from. So they'll actually sit there and watch that hour long video. So I think it is important to have that that type of content for your more loyal audience. But in terms of more of those people who are getting to know you, they're just starting to see your stuff. Yeah, they're not going to sit there and just watch your hour long video probably. So that's where those like quicker, um, I still think video content is always going to be the number one thing to get people's attention, to get people to um, start watching more of your things first. It's not going to be necessarily your captions. So definitely utilizing highlights. Like I, I think highlights and reels are probably top right now. Just, I think I would have said highlights before reels came out, but I don't know about you, but like when I first go to someone's Instagram profile, I go right to their highlights usually, or maybe if there's, they have an active story, but I look through their highlights because those are such quick little pieces of information that you can slide through really quickly to see what's relevant to you. Um, and then reels kind of provide that same sort of purpose, but just because reels are not, uh, you know, highlights are really right there. Yeah. <laughs> They're right under the bio. So it's honestly about the location. So I think highlights and reels are going to be your top places to really get that attention grabbing content and to speak to those people who are a little bit, maybe newer to you mm -hmm. to introduce them to you so that they do stay on a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have definitely seen that in my own, as far as just finding people to work with myself. And then for how people come, you know, you, people look through those highlights and all of a sudden you get a message on something that you posted a year ago. Right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and I realized just how people consume things that you didn't, they, I don't think you even 
necessarily consider. You know, it's like just one of those things, okay, well, it's there. I guess I need to use it. But people are actually going on. That's how they're figuring out who yeah. you are and how long you've been doing what you are currently saying that you do for people. So it's exactly important to have those things accessible for people to look into. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I mean too, by like the bingeable content, because like you said, they, people like will go through like all of those. And like, you know, even if it's been posted a year ago, like people are actually sitting there watching it. Like if you gave enough value in that content, like it's not that much for people to sit there for five minutes scrolling, scrolling through your highlights. You can get back a year pretty fast. So, so yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. Yeah. It's social media is like the, it's such a valuable tool that we have. And I know I've worked with a lot of people who are afraid to go and get on social media with their business because they don't want to do especially those five tips that you said where you're showing up you're you know you're sharing yourself you're building relationships and you're talking and that's like another layer of the insecurities that really start to pop up right yeah. like those things that we have to deal with of like it's okay to show our face on social media <laughs> we don't have to be perfect and we don't always have to show up like with makeup on and everything done because yes. guess what the person that's watching your stuff is probably laying in their bed or hanging out <laughs> on the couch and they're probably in their cute little sweatsuit with their hair in a bun and no makeup on too but they want right to, they want to connect with who we are as real people so exactly I think that everything that you have shared and said is so valuable and extremely actionable that anybody can put into place within their business Mm -hmm. And now one final question before yeah. we wrap everything up is I would ask, what would you say has been the most important actual step that you've taken for yourself to grow your business by way of social media? Ooh, good question. I definitely think it has to come down with the relationship building, the networking. And, um, you know, when I first started, I feel like I was super laser focused in my own business and like kind of not really open, not that I wouldn't, you know, start chatting with people or whatever, but I didn't really see like community and networking as like a big part of it. But since I've been more active doing it and networking and just talking to people, even if it's again, even if they don't turn into a client, it's just like making those connections like and forming connections with like-minded people. I think that has honestly been the biggest factor, not just for my social media growth, but just for my growth in my business in general. I think it is all a lot about forming those connections with people and just like building genuine relationships with people. And it doesn't mean that you have to spend like every single, you know, like you don't have to touch base with them every week or something like that, but you still know that they're there. You have built enough of a connection with them that you feel comfortable talking to them about certain things or, you know, inviting them to something that you're doing and they can vice versa. So I think that's been a really important factor for sure. Mm, yeah, I love that. And as you were working on building those relationships, was that something that you were, you found them on social media and then, you know, they posted a story that really attracted you and you reached out or was it something like, you know, how people say like, what in their DMs and started a conversation? How did you go about your relationship building? Yeah. So I would say it's a little bit of a combination of like, I joined just networking events with 
I'm in Denver. So I joined just some local networking events and they were all still virtual just because of the pandemic and everything. Um, but that's been a big factor. So, you know, you just get flooded with the same, like a bunch of people all at once. So that's like really great to have that networking event where you get access to all these people very fast. Um, and right away, social media is more of the one-to-one at one at a time. So for that, yeah, I mean, it was mostly just, um, you know, either a suggested person pops up on my feed, or I saw someone in their stories share, you know, like they've shared a post from someone else or something like that. So then I'll go check out their page. And if I'm liking what they're doing, then yes, usually like I like to go through stories and that's how I kind of like slide into someone's DMs. I'll like respond to a story of something that they're doing that I'm enjoying or liking. And I'll start from there and then kind of build and grow from there and get a vibe for the person to see if we actually like get along and click and everything. (laughs) Yes. And it's really that easy, right? It's not (laughs) as complicated as we all like think and feel that it is. And when we step out of that fear zone of being worried about what somebody might say or think of us just trying to like start a conversation. I think that that kind of starts when especially for females when we're young, we kind of like, oh, the mean girl syndrome. Like, am I going to get attacked for just trying to make a new friend? Right, right. You really start to learn in this community of entrepreneurship that that's not the case. And there's so many people out there that are willing and ready to like root for you yeah. and see you succeed and be there as somebody that you can bounce questions off of and everything else. So I mm-hmm. think that everything you shared today is so valuable. And like I said, actionable. And that's the biggest thing is that, you know, if you take away what Nicole has has said today and really put it in place within your own business and create your strategy around those five tips, I think that you'll really begin to see growth within your business because you'll be able to just step out and stand out as yourself, as that expert in your field and actually sharing what you do you know, let the fear go. Don't worry about what somebody might say because there is somebody out there who is looking for you specifically and what you do. Exactly. Yeah. And I would say even just like an extra bonus tip would be, and I didn't even mention this, but like consistency, just like, you know, don't let yourself get discouraged by not seeing results right away. Like this social media is very sad. Like, I don't like to say it's saturated, but there are a lot of people on social media posting very frequently. And so it does just take time to kind of build and find your audience. And like, don't let that discourage you if you're not seeing results right away. Or if you're, yeah, like you said, like things are maybe not happening the way that you would necessarily want them to right away. That doesn't mean that it's not working. And it doesn't mean that eventually those people are going to find you. It will happen. It's just staying with it. A hundred percent. Well, thank you so much for all of this, Nicole. I know that you have a little freebie you're going to share with everybody. So if you want to talk about that and then also where they can find you, because I think that everybody needs to go and binge your content to learn more (laughs) from you. Thank you. Yes. So I just came out with a freebie. It's called five secrets to grow your audience. And so, you know, I gave my five social media tips and that those were relevant to social media growth, but they weren't specific to actually growing your social media. It was more just like how to show up on social media, how to grow your business and like how to utilize social media for your business. But these are five secrets to actually, if you want to focus on growing that engaged audience, um, those are going to be more specific to that. So that's the freebie. Um, and then they can find me mostly I'm on Instagram. 
Um, LinkedIn would probably be my secondary platform, but I'm at Thrive Collective Co. on Instagram. My website's thrivecollectiveco.com. And then on LinkedIn, um, my company page is also Thrive Collective Co. on LinkedIn. So those are some of the places to find and connect with me. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for all of this. I'm sure people are going to be super, super excited to download those five secrets that you're sharing in your freebie after hearing what your five tips that you shared with us here today are. (laughs) So it was such a pleasure talking with you, just learning from you, hearing your story of how you used this past year as a stepping stone to create and build your own business and how you pivoted and found yourself and your expertise and what really, really gets you excited to wake up every day and work and do this thing called entrepreneurship. So thank you for sharing it all. It was amazing hearing it. And I look forward to just connecting with you more and watching your business continue thrive. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for having me on. I loved getting to talk with you as well. And thank you again for having me on the the podcast. Amazing. We'll talk with you soon. Yep. Bye.